0: And now, welcome with me to the show Woo-hoo! is the Polk County Live theater guy, John FedQ. John, good morning. Good morning? good morning, everybody. Great to see everyone, as usual. Thank you for having me. Absolutely.
1: So, as usual, I like to run down what's going on in the world of live performing arts, okay. the theater world of Polk County. Sure. And so, just to uh, remind everyone, the Elvis play, All Shook Up, uh, is continuing at Theater Winterhaven this weekend. Oh, yep. The Fantastics is still playing at Lakeland Community Theater. Mm-hmm. Cool. And then Bed, Breakfast, and Broadway is still playing over at the Lake Wales Little Theater. And for you theater lovers out there, if you have not been to the Lake Wales Little Theater, uh, check it out. It's a wonderful venue. It's mm. just an incredible venue. Are um, they giving away breakfast with that show? I don't think so. Oh, I said Bed, Breakfast. That would be a great marketing <laughs> ploy. That's what I'm thinking. So you should call them. I should let them know that. That's a good idea. Ask for the artistic director and yes. tell them that yes. you have a great marketing idea. So if they have a marketing person,
0: it's yeah, like Wales. idea. <laughs> yeah. It's Lake Wales, you say. <laughs>
1: yeah, Pam can make the coffee cakes, and then you can give away little coffee cakes and coffee at this.
0: I mean, if it was Winter Haven, and... I could tell you who to get in touch with, but I don't right. know about Lake Wales. Yeah. Well,
1: that's the you know that's the thing that's one of those you know that's a geographical fringe theater yeah uh but uh like i said I, they've been around i uh, this is their 46th season i believe wow. so they've been around a long nice. time mm-hmm. good. And, good for them and again their venue um you know venue's important because it creates a certain atmosphere sure all right? mm-hmm. and they just have a wonderful wonderful venue that uh I, I really i really love and they put a lot of time and effort in it uh i'm not sure when they renovated. it it's been quite a few years but um yeah, if you get a chance, if you've never been there and want to check out a show, that's, uh, that's something for you to do this weekend. So there cool. you go. There you go. In national news, there's not a whole lot going on in cinema as far as new releases are concerned because they announced the Oscar nominations yep. this week. Mm-hmm. So based on the ratings, I don't know if anyone in America really cares about the Oscar nominations, but boy, does Hollywood really care about yeah. the Oscar nominations. <laughs> yeah. Of course they do. And so that's their opportunity to pat themselves on the back and tell them how great they are. Mm-hmm. And the reason I, I, you know, I say I'm not sure if anyone in America really cares is because the viewership statistics were on a, they were on a major decline from the year 2000 to the year 2010. I think they bottomed out in 2010 with um, it's like eight million or 18 million views, down from like 40. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've started to ascend a little bit. Uh, they've been going back up. But they're not getting into that stratospheric range like Mm -hmm. they had back uh, uh, in the year 2000 and prior. Mm -hmm. So with Barbie and Oppenheimer getting the nominations or getting nominations, we will see if that turns viewership around. So that's, you know, again, for those of you listening, if, if you're into the Oscars, God bless your heart. I think that that's great. But um, already they are having controversy with the Barbie movie because uh, Margot Robbie, who plays the title character, Barbie in Barbie, go figure, uh, she was not nominated for an Oscar, and yet her co-star, Ryan Gosling, was nominated yep. for an Oscar. And so now everyone's angry because the movie is supposed to be this idea that um, – you know, women have to find their place in the world, in the culture, and and men have kind of gotten in the way of that. So the criticism—I'm not kidding—yes, no, criticism you're right. Coming out of the social media world is that uh, the Academy is now mirroring exactly what Barbie yes. was trying to yep. combat. Right. So it's it's uh, you know Hollywood just can't win. <laughs> <laughs> and and to add insult to injury, here's here's the other thing. So. Uh, One of the accusations against Oppenheimer was that it wasn't diverse enough, right? Because that's the big thing. Hmm. Oppenheimer has the most nominations of all the films for Oscar. So, again, it's really, to me, me, Len, it's just a fascinating microcosm of, you know, greater – Principles and ideas that kind of travel around our country, right? Mm. Whether it's through politics, well, through social media, stuff like that. And yet, you have this kind of lab that you can look at and go, "Wow." Uh,
0: I see. I have a problem with this whole thing about uh, diversity. Oppenheimer is a, is historical, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah. So, in the circles that these people were running in, um, how diverse do you think it would have been in what it was in the nineteen forties? Yes, and that's. Um, Yes, I, I I'm just saying if you if you're gonna depict history, then depict it the way that it was. Yeah, yeah. Whether the, whether it was right or it was wrong, whether people uh, you know of, of color were excluded from society or whatever the case may be at that time, to show it in any other light is is, is like change, trying to change history or trying to paint it in a different way. Yeah, but, and but the, and it, it's not it's not. I, I am for diversity. I, I I don't have a problem with any people. I just think when you're going to depict something historically, depict it accurately.
1: It's it's not and only do all. I... Well, not only do I agree with you. Like, I'm 100% on board with you. And again, this has been one of the criticisms yeah. because you start running a, a fine line between whitewashing the past uh, for whatever right. reason, uh, not to get into it today, but for mm-hmm. whatever reason, and then yeah. trying to redefine the future. And, and so this was... It's amazing because I told you I went to see Ferrari a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. all right here here here's my point. So in Ferrari, uh, Ferrari has a girlfriend, mm-hmm. okay and it's a long-term girlfriend. He met her uh, if I remember correctly he met her during the war, the great world War mm-hmm. and 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 hid her uh, for many years, had a child with her. and then the movie Ferrari is about the wife his wife finding out okay that's yeah. a plot point in 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 the movie mm-hmm. okay. From a historical uh, perspective, here's the deal. Ferrari, he's Italian. The movie takes place in Italy, okay? Okay. It's a period piece. If I remember, it was in the 60s. So the movie's uh, Ferrari's Italian. The movie takes place in Italy. It's a period piece in the 60s in Italy. His wife is Italian. So his girlfriend is Italian. But the girl that they brought in, okay, to play the role couldn't hold her accent. Oh yeah. And and yeah. I don't know if this is Kevin Costner's biggest contribution to the entertainment world not being able to carry an accent, <laughs> right? Which started with Robin Hood. Yeah. But but here's here's my point because I agree with you Len and taking all politics out, mm. all right? I'm not advocating anything. Right. But here's what I'm going to say. When you're a director like Michael Mann, who's a master director, major success in the entertainment world, I understand there are actors and actresses you want to work with. I understand that, um, you know, you think you can get certain uh, performances out of people. But if you have an actress playing a major role and she can't carry an Italian accent in a period
0: piece. Yeah, forget about it. Get
1: an Italian actor, please. Yes. I mean, I'm sure there are some in Italy that can act and (laughs) it would have made the movie much more authentic.
0: All
2: right. That's how I (laughs) felt about Napoleon when that came out.
0: Glenn, Nick, and Lorianne here with John FedQ with Polk County Live Theater Guy. So we were, uh,
2: I guess, talking about some film stuff. Yes. So one thing before we move on, huh? you were talking about diversity, and I think we all agree with what you were saying. Yes. yes. But I think it's also very important to realize that, like, a lot of people, when they think of diversity in film, you think about who you see on the screen. Mm-hmm. When really diversity in film includes every single department and area and aspect of that film having diversity. So like not just having all the editors be like a bunch of white guys, but having diversity throughout your entire department and throughout the entire production. So production, editing, sound visuals, but for the general public, what you see is what's on the screen. Yeah. But that's, that's, that's a, misunderstanding in a way Mm. it's like you have to realize that diversity in film when they see when they look for diversity they're looking for all departments including the Mm. talent department also so you know when you think of diversity remember it's the entire the entire team not just like one aspect of the movie okay yeah
1: it's it you know it's a it's a great point and you're absolutely right nick uh but again um you know len hit the nail on the head and that's what we're talking about during the break is that everyone goes with what they see it's 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 all about the finished product or what they know. Yeah. So you see, it's what you know. Yeah. So we did a play, uh, back in November and, um, uh, some friends of the writer wanted to be in it. So we put them in as extras and, and they had very, very little work to do. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's not a criticism. I'm just want to set it up correctly. And boy, after we finished the play, they were like, Whoa, we can't believe what goes into this. And Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah. And they had very, very little work. So, Again, Mm -hmm. you know, people forget when the end credits roll and we all leave, unless it's a Marvel movie, because (laughs) they put something at the tail end to get us to stay. Mm -hmm. There's a million and one names. And and Nick, you're right. There'll be a lot of diversity in there. But the bigger issue is that, again, looking at the viewership, uh, the decline of viewership from 2000 to 2010, like I said, it's back on an upward tick. Mm -hmm. It's like Hollywood finally got two blockbuster films that people have actually seen. And and they're both mired in controversy, and quite frankly, I think it's controversy that they created. Okay, I agree with Len. I think if the narrative coming out of Hollywood was keep historical films accurate, and and mm-hmm. l- let me just say this to everybody listening, okay, <laughs> uh, historically accurate movies, yes, there is no such thing. Yeah. Okay because the reality of life is that even though life can be stranger than fiction, that doesn't mean it plays well in two hours. So (laughs) they got to fit it into the structure, but that doesn't mean you have to abandon all integrity. Correct. Mm -hmm. Like Len was saying. And I, and I, and I agree with that. So, so here they are two huge movies. One is one of the biggest box office successes in the world. And uh, they can't get out of their own way because of their own, I don't even want to say political beliefs, but it's because of the narrative that they've sent out there for the last few years. And, you know, I, I don't know if anyone listening and Lynn, I don't know if you heard this, Nick, you might have Anne, Ricky Gervais. Um, yes. A number of years ago did that legendary opening monologue. Mm. Did you all see this?
0: I don't remember it, it but okay. I'm sure we talked about it at the time.
1: Yeah. So, The bottom line is, is that Ricky Gervais, I think he hosted the Golden Globes for five years. And Mm -hmm. the fifth year, he just went off. And he just, I mean, it wasn't even roasting. It was, I don't know what the deal was with him, but he just started calling them out on everything. And what was interesting was I kept thinking to myself, wow, this is like Ricky Gervais. Like this guy's got a successful TV show and he's got movies and you know he's he's a liberal man and he's in the in club and and so I I really couldn't figure out how he was able to lambaste the the Hollywood elite at this awards ceremony. Uh, he's been pretty quiet since. I'll be honest with you. And for those of you listening that didn't see this, Ricky Gervais, the host, went after. Hollywood greed, he went after Hollywood drug addiction, he went after Hollywood politics. It was something, it was it was incredible. It was shocking actually. Mm, yeah. And and when I looked into his background a little bit, you know, he's an atheist. Mm. Um, you know, he's a animal lover, big time animal lover. Oh yeah. He never married his girlfriend so he had all these things that were very emblemic of what the public believes about Hollywood, right? That's what everybody believes about Hollywood. They don't yeah. get us. They're different than us. They have their own world. And they do. And and I'm bringing this up because he called him on it. Like, not me. Yeah. He he called him on it. So you can Google Ricky Gervais Golden Globe speech, mm. and, and, and you'll see. Uh, but at the end of the day... Um, Whatever he was able to accuse them of, it doesn't appear that he was guilty of. So there was no hypocrisy. And I think that's one of the reasons that it stung real bad and he's kind of disappeared because he, he, he called him out a lot of things. So it's going to be fascinating to see what goes on with this year's Oscar awards ceremony because of Oppenheimer and Barbie and the controversy surrounding it, which might ratchet up. Um, if you remember Robert Downey Jr., who's nominated for an Oscar, uh, they still are not going after his Tropic Thunder performance, where he played an African
0: American. Right. No, they never did, and we no. we talked about that in the past. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, it's yeah, you know. So uh,
1: there. It, so like I said, we'll we'll see, and we'll see if these two films generate more viewership because the criticism against Hollywood was you've abandoned the public and it shows in your awards ceremony, which used to be massive, massive entertainment value. I used to love it. I used to love, I couldn't wait for the Oscars Mm -hmm. and we'll see now if these two movies start bringing people back to the awards show, Mm -hmm. we shall see.
0: I think people are so soured and, and jaded uh, I think they would probably wa- rather watch a Razzie's show than an Oscar show.
1: What? Oh, that's a good idea. That's, and so, that's,
0: yeah. I mean, <laughs> they came out the day before the Oscars uh, were announced, right? Yeah, the that's the a Razzie great nominations. Idea. And those are the so, worst performances. Exactly. Yeah, that's of a, the a year. great idea. And I bet more people would watch that.
1: Well, hey, if it's any indication of anything, Conan the Barbarian won that award back in like 1982.
2: Yay. And it's
1: considered a great movie today. So even they good. don't always get it right.
2: Great
0: movie. Uh, well, I mean,
1: Conan. it's just weird
0: watching Arnold with that voice.
1: <laughs> you should see Arnold Schwarzenegger in New York.
0: Yeah. So Paul Cuddy Live Talk Radio 96.7. John FedQ. Thank you. thank you, John. Appreciate you.